Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Reasonably Amazing Adventures of Flash Gordon, a title that promises a moderate level of amazement and delivers precisely that. Last week, Flash Gordon, at Queen Azura's urgent suggestions, turned the combustion ray gun on the attacking Hawkmen, which, quite inconveniently for the Hawkmen, resulted in their rather fiery descent to the ground. A bit of a downer, really. Dr. Zarkov, demonstrating the kind of leadership that makes you go, hmm, ordered his men to retreat and led them to a nearby tunnel. Then he planned to shut out the flames with a wall of chemical ice. Because obviously, when facing a blazing inferno, who wouldn't think of, wait for it, wait, ah, ice. And speaking of ice, this chilling tale is brought to you by Ice Inc. Incorporated. Through the modern marvels of ice, beverages can now be cooled exclusively with our product. Say goodbye to that hot toddy. Embrace the new cold toddy marvel of the modern age. Our ice laughs in the face of warmth, the savior to your beverages. Ice, not just any ice, but the coldest, most refreshing crystalline wonder. Ice from Ice Inc. Incorporated. Great for parties, social events, or your regular family get-together. Delivered to your doorstep. Available in cubed, crushed, or block. Our ice is so cold we even use it to keep our own ice frozen. Ice! Try it! Not available in Youngstown, Ohio. Back at Azura's palace, Dale and Thune were told by Ma the Spy that he had decided to carry out his daring escape attempt to find Dr. Zarkov. While Flash and his officers were probing around the tunnel where Zarkov and the Hawkmen were barricaded, Saul tried to persuade Queen Azura that Flash was not capable enough to be in command of the Blue Magic Men army. At that moment, Flash rode up, presumably on something heroic, like a space stallion. And Saul urged Azura to listen to what he proposed, and then chose which man was better qualified to head the army. Without hesitation, Flash declared the only thing to do was to have snow cone battles, ice cream eating contests, and a hilarious award ceremony for the best flavors created. Who will Queen Azura choose? Will Mars' escape be less of a debacle than his espionage? Now, the Blue Magic Army charges to attack the barricaded Hawkmen. Suddenly, Saul, furious at being displaced as general by Flash, aims at Flash's back and pulls the trigger. Flash! Flash's horse tumbles and pitches forward dead. Flash is hurled to the ground. Stop charging! Azura makes her way to Flash's side as Saul looks on. Flash, my prince, are you hurt? Oh, speak to me, my glorious one. Oh, Flash, art thou struck by yonder cruel fate? Speak, I beseech thee with voice so great. Flash, here, here, take thy helmet, some kind soul attend. Unveil thine eyes, mine beloved, let this not be thy end. Uh, what light through yonder visor breaks? It is mine eyes that open for Dale's sake. Oh, joyous day, his gaze doth meet at the morn. My prince, thou art bruised, but not forlorn. But hold, 
Mine ears doth deceive. Dale? Quick, lend aid. Let not our prince grieve. Fetch yon stimulant from this flask. Make haste, make speed. Azura, my radiant beacon, tis thine voice I hear. Pray, why dost we converse in tongues of yesteryear? Oh, my prince, in thine dire strait, methought a touch of the dramatic did our plight narrate. Forsooth, when faced with death's dark door, grand words seem less of a bore. Oh, flash, my celestial guide, my noonday flame, arise, let foes of ours fear thy name, and yet thou art whole, none worse for wear. All jests aside, thanks not to Saul, I swear. Well, your majesty, I am... Um... What? You shot Flash in the back. Oops! Did I? Let's away from this place with love as our guide and leave behind Saul's less helpful side. Flash, be quiet. What the hell was in that flask? Saul, I saw you shoot him. For making an attempt on Flash's life, you shall die by my sword. No! No! Don't do it, Azura! I much prefer autoerotic asphyxiation if I must die. Seems like you've thought of this before, creepy man. Don't kill him, Azura. He deserves to die. This was an act of treachery. It was an accident, Queen Azura. You see, a sudden solar flare caused a magnetic surge right through my ray gun. It's science! Let him go, Azura. No. My laser gun is haunted. A, a, a mischievous spirit must have pulled the trigger when I wasn't looking. I'll take your word for it. I won't. My 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 gun uh, must have been uh, entangled with another dimension where it was being fired. Not my fault. It's growing dark and we can't have a moment's delay. Uh, I've been told on very good authority, mind you, that Butterfinger Syndrome is going around. It's a terribly slippery condition. Fingers lose all sense of decorum and slide about willy-nilly. One minute you're holding a teacup, the next your laser is zapping away. Very well. I'll get behind the lines and thank your prince's generosity that you live, Sol. Thank you, sire. Thank you, gracious queen. This won't come back to haunt you. And now for a fresh mount. Oh, you said you were in a hurry. No, different this time. In this case, my horse is dead. Oh, too bad. Then take my horse, Flash. Actually, you know, with it growing dark by each second, perhaps you and I should camp here for the night and attack at daylight. We could. Uh, but the Hawkman may escape during the night, Azura. Yes, indeed. However, a night under the stars could bolster our strength for the morrow's fray. But the Hawkman, Azura... Oh, but consider the tactical advantage, dear Flash. The darkness, it blankets all in mystery. Even the Hawkman must succumb to the night's embrace. And think of the perilous terrain. One could twist an ankle, or heaven forbid, verse. A valid point your hand is making now. But the element of surprise is... Precisely my thought. Surprise, yes. What greater surprise than a dawn... When the sun in all its glory ascends to reveal us, 
refreshed and sated and ready for victorious conquest. Besides, my horse, noble beast that it is, could do with a rest. We can't have you gallivanting off on an exhausted mount. But we would be exhausted in the morning, if yesterday's anything to go by. And while we're at it, the chill of the night air is not to be underestimated. We must keep warm, after all, for health is our greatest asset. Let's return to our shared tent for conservation of body heat. Ah, yes. Warmth is crucial. Yes. Very well, Azura. Let us camp here for the night and attack at dawn. I'll show you my big plans. Mmm. I hope they are all not military ones, my prince. They are. And so, our intrepid heroes settle down for the night, with Azura's clever ruse successfully unfolding. But what dreams may come when they do sleep under the twinkling stars? They, uh, hmm, her hypnotic spell of staying power and feverish, they, uh, they really aren't sleeping. That night, back in Azura's palace, the chief cook closes the kitchen until the morning shift comes on. And Dale and Thune march out with the other slaves. I'm worried, Thune. There's frankly a lot to worry about, Princess. Thanks. Mar is taking an awful risk. He'll never be able to find his way through the enemy lines to Dr. Zarkov. Leave it to Mar. He was clever enough to get into the palace and then follow all of my improvisations with that guard. He'll get back to Zarkov somehow. Halt! Lady is to your quarters. Thune, do you really think Mar will get to Zarkov in time to warn him? Of course. Why are you asking again? I heard one of the guards say that their army had the Hawkman bottled up in a tunnel somewhere. If that is so, Princess, Zarkov can't be very far from here. It ought to be easy for Mar to see the lights of the campfires, then he'll make his way straight to the battle lines. Oh, I hope he gets there in time. Azura has her evil tendrils in flash so deep. Yes, and his in her. Oh, Zarkov may not know why Flash is so enthusiastically at the head of the Blue Magic Men. He may think Flash is a traitor and try to kill him on sight. I know I'm tempted to. True, Princess. But on the other hand, Flash, not recognizing Zarkov as his friend, may kill him. Oh, no, Thune. I know. No. I mean my room here. The cell walls are draped in outrageously gaudy wallpaper, depicting unicorns prancing through fields of candy floss. The bars are painted in bright, sparkling pink and adorned with faint gemstones that light up intermittently. Dear Lord. I've never felt more insulted and bedazzled at the same time. The god pushes Dale into a small cell. In one corner, a miniature chandelier dangles from the ceiling, illuminating a tiny tea set laid out on a frilly doily. The cell's bed is a velvet cushion the size of a postage stamp, with a single dramatic feather sticking out of it. Thune is dragged away. Don't worry, Princess. Mar is a fine spy and a brave soldier. He'll get word to Zarkov or die in the attempt. Mar? Is this the guy that was yelling with you when I came over before? No. Okay, get in your cell. Dale, I only wish to convey to you how hard Mar will try to carry out his mission. If Mar gets to Zarkov and tells him about Flash, 
the great scientist may be able to get him out of the wicked queen's power. That's what I'm hoping, princess. We need Zarkov and his great knowledge. I'm sure he can help us. I'm only a rough lion man. I know nothing of drugs and chemicals, aside from the drugs and chemicals I use that are unique to my lion man biology, for purposes that are entirely incomprehensible to humans. Incomprehensible? Yes! They are illegal on Mongo. I could be imprisoned if they ever found out. I use them merely for mood enhancement, rituals, behavior control, to enhance my physical and mental capabilities, population control, or as part of my activities outside societal norms. Thune? Yes? Don't you think it's odd how long Flash has been affected by that drug Azura gave him? Yes. Usually that type of thing wears off in a day or so. Well, Azura has a splendid opportunity to renew her injections now. Out on the field of battle, with Flash! Thank you for that visual. Thune, sometimes I wonder if Flash is under a spell of the Queen's magic drug, or under the spell of the Queen herself. She is a beautiful and attractive woman. Azura, O oh sovereign of ethereal grace, with a gaze that holds the stars in place. She walks in beauty, like the night, curves cloaked in shadows, yet brimming with light. A tempest's heart, a whispering breeze, she commands the heavens with elegant ease. Her pair of celestial orbs, piercing the darkness, weaving the sorbs. The sorbs? Spam an open relay blocking system. Oh, blue eyes, raven hair, alluring bust, fill me with- Stop it, seriously. I mean, what if Flash is pretending he doesn't know us? That his mind is perfectly clear. Azura is intelligent and charismatic, able to sway both her subjects and enemies with her words, body, and actions. Okay, so with Mar reaching Zarkov... Azura wields the power of blue magic, a mysterious force that allows her to perform incredible feats. Look, I've tried and tried to believe my thoughts are just my own imagination. Flash really and truly was under some strange drug, but the effect has been so lasting. I'm beginning to doubt he's in love with me. Flash Gordon is not capable of such deceit. You must never think that, Princess. I don't blame you for having such thoughts. This whole thing must be terribly hard on you. You've been brave and loyal so far. Promise me, if you weaken, you will remember that I'm also available, Princess. Um... Okay. Thank you for your encouragement, Thune. I, I have been foolish to doubt Flash. I, I won't doubt anymore. I, I promise. Oh, good. Hey, can you two quiet down over there? I'm trying to hear the report that the Blue Magic Army has seized the Hawkmen in the tunnel ten miles from here. What did I tell you, Thune? They have Dr. Zarkov bottled up. I hope Mar doesn't forget to explain to Zarkov about Flash. Just like Flash with Azura, the Blue Magic Army rises up and penetrates the cave again. The attacking strokes on the Hawkmen rouse the engorged ire of the heaving army as the heated ice moistens. The Hawkmen, perched within their cavernous haven, felt the throbbing pulse of danger as the Blue Magic Army approaches. As amazing as this is, we should probably stop and join the battle, my prince. Yes, the morning sun is rising. Again? Yes. 
We must start the attack. I'm ready, Flash. I'll just issue the orders. Yes, please. To charge into the cave. Oh, right, yes. It's to victory! Wait, let us drink a toast before we enter battle. Here, to victory! To victory, and us. Well said, my prince. Now, let us charge the enemy and capture them. My impetuous hero, this is not merely a hunting party. You are attacking the fierce, warlike Hawkman army. I've never heard of them. They mean nothing to me. It's sure, you wouldn't know about them at this point, but you should not think of capture, but only death for them all. You don't want to appear weak to the others. I see. That sorcerer, Saul, been saying things against me. He told you that because I'm a stranger in your land, I'm not to be trusted. Well, he has more than hinted at that, I admit. He's a jealous fool. With post-nut clarity, I see he's angry because you appointed me instead of him. I didn't think you'd lose faith in me, Azura. Lose faith in you? Yeah, you had me up until morning so that you might decide whether to trust me to lead the charge. And even now you can't make up your mind. Very well, I'll make it easier for you. What? What are you going to do? I hand you my sword. This time it's my resignation. As commander-in-chief of your army. There. Wait, this is awfully fast, my impulsive prince. You must understand. It wasn't because I've lost faith in you that I asked that question. Another reason prompted me. Oh, but never mind to that. To show you my faith in you is not shaken. Here is your sword again. Let's go into the tent and I shall show you that you are still my commander-in-chief. Alright. Azura, you humble me. I deeply appreciate your confidence in me. Forgive my actions a moment ago. I accept my command again. And I'll fight twice as hard on your behalf. I believe that. It's now the afternoon. I should probably finally give those orders to charge. Wait, I have something I want to give you. Honestly, he's sore. Then, guard, bring it here. Alright, what, what, what is this? That thing you wanted me to also use in the tent? No. It's a torpedo. When you get close enough to the hookmen, throw it into their nest. I told you I don't want to kill them. The torpedo does not kill, but when it explodes, the fumes will turn the Hawkmen into ice statues. Oh, my beautiful queen. How can anyone hope to fight against you? I go to conquer in your name. Prepare for another attack. Follow me. Meanwhile, inside the tunnel, Zarkov and his men wonder at the sudden stopping of the front and rear bombardment, which has been going on all night, there and in Azura's tent. The bombardment has stopped. That is very strange. Uh, perhaps uh, Azura has given up Prince Zarkov. More likely it means that they will now attack. Look, Commander! Someone's running up to the entrance alone! What is this, some kind of trick? It may be. Look, there comes the enemy. They are shooting at our visitor. I see little clouds of dust rising from the ground behind him. Of course, that could be their own man. You know, they aren't very bright, you know. True. Well, why don't they get that man running there? He's almost upon us. Prepare to fire! 
as Zarkov prepares to fire as he stands up from the nearest trench. Ready? Hold, Commander, it's Captain Mark. Quickly, cut a hole in the ice. Get him inside. No, he'll be killed if we do not get him inside. Make a hole for the ice in him. Yeah, 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 that's it. The hole needs to be bigger for Ma. The enemy is attacking. Hurry, man, get that ice broken through. What have you to report, Ma? Dr. Zarkov. He's Prince Zarkov. Dr. Prince Zarkov, the enemy is right behind me. I'd hope to get here in time to, to warn you. Put him inside! Commander Flash Gordon is... I die! I die! Ah. He's hit! Put him inside! Flash Gordon is what? Ma! Ma, speak, man! Ma! Why did you cry out in Japanese? Just as Ma was going to reveal something about Flash. He would have made it too if he hadn't worn his lucky neutronium high-density boots. And that magic cactus overcoat with the sentient rig that looks like a feral rat. Here comes Flash Gordon now, riding ahead of the Blue Magic Army. Ahead of the army? Yes. Then... He has deserted us. Or perhaps they're after him too, like Ma. True. Stand aside. Let me be the first to welcome Flash to our ranks. Flash Gordon! Flash, my friend! Look out, Commander! He's throwing a torpedo! Oh, shit. That idiot! You don't throw a torpedo! Flash! What will happen to Prince Dr. Zarkov and the gallant Hawkmen when the freezing fumes of the bomb turn them into living icicles? Brave listeners, we close another thrilling adventure of the reasonably amazing adventures of Flash Gordon, the intrepid space voyager. Stay tuned to this station for next week's electrifying episode, Flash Gordon and the Cool Way to Win, Part 3. But fear not, dear listeners, for the adventures don't end here. See amazing characters and full-color pictures next Sunday in the Comic Weekly, which is an integral part of your Sunday's newspaper with better and larger pictures and more easily read captions. What a treat is in store for you next Sunday, the Chronicles of Dr. Doodlebug. Follow the hilariously harebrained schemes of Dr. Doodlebug and his assistant, Sir Wimpy Watkins, as they attempt to invent the world's first laugh-powered car, the Gigamobile, <laughs> while evading the dastardly plots of their rival, Baron Von Chuckles, who's suffering from a spinal degenerative disease. It's full-throttle fun and high-octane hilarity and all those other funny fellows, just twice as large. And don't forget, our date next week at the same time for another thrilling chapter in the amazing interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon! Children of the night, I'm trying to read. Renfield, enter. Count Dracula. 
I found an especially juicy dinner for you, Master. It's not a puppy this time, is it? No, Master. I promised I had learned my lesson. <laughs> I know you did, and you've been steadfast ever since. I apologize for doubting you. Please, put it over there. Master, if I may ask, why didn't you go out hunting tonight? Why did you request takeout? It's because I'm reading a very excellent book that I just can't put down. It is quite the page-turner, as I believe the children today say. It's called Gothic Meditations at Midnight by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers. Gothic Meditations at Midnight? Is it a forbidden grimoire of unholy rites? <laughs> no, Renfield. As its subtitle states, it contains esoteric commentaries on classic horror literature and film from the year 1919, which for me was a very good year, to 1975. I don't understand, Master. Dr. Flowers is a scholar who is also a lover of horror films and literature. And he was a monster kid. You always said children were the most tasty. <laughs> Focus, Renfield. I am not drinking Dr. Flowers. I would rather consume his tasty books, like this one. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. Yes, Renfield. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. In it, he provides commentaries on his thoughts and, well, meditations. Meditations on film and literature through the lenses of the historical Gothic, from the Gothic tribes to the later artistic movement of that same name. He meditates on various esoteric and occult aspects, and with plenty of sinister fun. He even starts with an essay on me. Excellent, Master. What else did he meditate on? Plenty. There are chapters on the mummy, the wolfman, the phantom of the opera, Dr. Frankenstein and his creature, the nihilistic cosmic horror of H.P. Lovecraft, the psychologically interior horror of Edgar Allan Poe, a unique exploration of zombies, the horror films of German Expressionism, and quite a bit more. Each essay explores information and interpretations that are deep and dark, wondrous and mysterious, with a distinct synthesis of the scholarly and the personal. It sounds wonderful, Master. I will leave you to your book and your meal. <laughs> Thank you, Renfield. Out of curiosity, who did you capture for my dinner? An especially pompous, professional film and literature critic. <laughs> Most serendipitous, Renfield. Most serendipitous indeed. Critics. And people think vampires are parasites. Ha! Gothic Meditations at Midnight by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers is available at SeekTheMysteries.com. That's S-E-E-K-T-H-E-M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E-S dot com. Or at your favorite online or brick-and-mortar bookstore. <laughs>